live in a land where the men were robust, the women were pink-cheeked, and the children were robust and pink-cheeked. Hey, everybody! It's that time again. I hope you're feeling dangerous because this is the Danger Hour. That's right. I hope you're strapped in tight. I hope you're wearing panties. And if you are, I hope they're pink. And I hope they're G-string at that. I, th- I, don't, I don't know if I like G-string panties, to be honest with you. I like the way they look on some women. Not all women can pull them off, I'm sure you're well aware. There's just something a little weird about them. I don't think I'm a fan. So, James, what are you a fan of? Oh, here we go again. You know, why am I surprised? You always just pop in and I cringe at the sound of your voice. But, but James, why? I thought, I thought we were friends. See, that is something that most people I know, that's the thing that they assume and they're wrong about. We're not friends, all right? I don't even like you. James, you're being so hurtful. All right, fine. I, I dislike you uh, a little bit. Oh, James, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I, I really I would never choose to be around you, but if I have to be, uh, I can tolerate it uh, for a little while. I'll take that, James. That's a compliment coming from you. All right. Let's move along. But James, my question. Oh, I'm sorry. What? Uh, everything you say, I just it goes right out my other fucking ear. So what was it again? My question was, what, what style of panties do you prefer, James? Hmm. That is a good question. I did rule out G-string. Uh, you know what I think I like? You can call me all the gay names you want. James, I would never do that. Yeah, I know. You wouldn't uh, want to offend your own kind. James, what are you implying? Nothing. I would probably go with, uh, I think I like the, the boy short, or what is it called? Like the uh, superhero type. Uh, <laughs> you know, are they called boy shorts? Oh, if Lito was here, the things he'd be saying right now. Yeah, of course it'd be boy shorts, little boy shorts, right? Yeah, so uh, I think I like those the best. I keep everything in there. They look sexy, yet stylish. And uh, and the woman can run around a bit and everything will be in there. Nice and uh, compact, right? Huh? I don't know. Uh, anyways, let's move on to me. But James, why is everything all about you? Because it's my show. That's why, God damn it, go back in the corner like I always put you. See, I drew a circle for your nose this time, right there. But James, it's, the circle's too low. Yeah, that wasn't an accident. Put it right down there. And shut your goddamn mouth. I apologize. All right, back to me. Uh, I recently had to go to the DMV, everybody. Oh, James, that's horrible news. <sighs> All right, come here. Yes, James. Because you share the same opinion that I do about the DMV, I'll let you sit here next to me. But if you act up again, I may swear to God, I'm going to have to put you right back there. It's a deal, James. It's a deal. All right, so the DMV, I went there. Had to take care of a few things, none of which are your business, but I will share with you that I had to, I didn't have to, I wanted to get a California identification card. But James, why would you get that if you already have a driver's license? Uh, I just wanted to have another form of ID just in case because I've had my ID lost and or stolen. My wife had her ID lost and or stolen and it's a pain in the ass especially if you'd like to go to 
Las Vegas. So I just wanted a backup. I had to go to the DMV anyway for this uh, business I had to take care of. So I thought, I'm going to go ahead and take myself my California ID picture. No, not, that wasn't really my choice. They made me. I, I had the appointment over the phone. Oh, yeah. Did I mention I made an appointment? I don't know if you did, James. I wasn't paying attention. At least you're honest. So, yeah, I made an appointment over the phone. It took me like a week and a half or two weeks. But it is well worth it if you're listening out there. If you ever have to go to the seventh realm of hell, the DMV, please do yourself a favor and make an appointment. Because when I went to this place, when I went to this place, I went to, uh, I won't tell you which one I went to. I went to a very highly populated location. And as soon as we got into the drive, the parking lot, there was a line around the building. And then I walked in. And with a grin on my face, walked past all of them. And uh, I want to say that someone held it open for me and gave me a champagne glass when I walked in. That probably didn't happen. So I go into the fancy, uh, you have an appointment line, which was like three people. Then I go up there. I tell them I want to take my little picture. I got to fill out some paperwork. I go stand in the, in the, against the wall like a wallflower. I fill that shit out. Next thing you know. J058. <gasps> That's me. I have J058 right here in my hand. So I walk right up there. I, I give them a little paperwork. They send me to the picture line. Now here's the deal. Here's a brief insight to the inner workings of a madman's mind. So I will imagine that you have had your picture taken at the DMV. And I'm also going to imagine you were probably not happy with your picture. And uh, I'm going to tell you, my picture that I had is like 12 years old and they never give me a new picture. They never wanted one. So I have like the same stupid goofy look as a young guy and I always hated it. So this time I was like, I asked my wife, should I, should I make like a goofy face just to fuck around or should I, you know, really try to play it serious? And uh, I didn't know the answer. I was going to, you know, I was going to try to be like a badass this time, you know, like a hard, like a hard ass fucking criminal. Look at me. I'm tough. So, uh, where I want to go to the picture line, I get this angry look on my face. Like, more like you're outside in the sun and you're like blocking the sun. So like you're kind of like squinting your eyes and you got your eyebrows like furled, furrowed. Is that what it is? Furrowed? I don't know. I'm dumb. And so I have like this look on my face. Like my eyes are like kind of like clenched up and stuff. And I'm looking kind of angry. So I go up to, they find like uh, the person in front of me leaves. And I go up to the lady and I have my fucking, my eyebrows all dirt. So uh, they wouldn't think I'm making a face when I go to take my picture. So they think that's how I look normally, right? It was a perfect plan. And so I go to the lady. I was like, and then uh, I'm like, how are you doing? <laughs> I got my mean face on. Give her the paperwork. She's like, okay, stand back, please. I stand back. And she's looking at the camera, like getting me like lined up in the, in the whole box there. And she looks at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and uh, she takes the picture. And, you know, I wish they would show you. At least I wish the DMV would give you one do-over if you wanted it, you know? I know it would take extra long, but you're already waiting forever. Uh, unless you have an appointment. And so I wish they would just give you once. Like, you like it? Uh, all right. Or, you know, let me, let me try one more time. And then once the second one comes, that's it. There's no do-overs. They should, they should allow you that one. Because, you know, if you have a fucked up picture, that's what you're going to have for a long time. So anyway, you, you get what I'm talking about. So, uh... She's like, she gives me the, all right, you know, I think I, that was it. Okay, thank you. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I walk out of there. I was in 
that place and out, took care of all my business and all that shit in less than 20 minutes. Oh, it was beautiful. I walked outside and that line around the building gave a little smile once again and I was on my way. Look at me outsmarting everybody. So yeah, if you got to take a picture, act like you just look that way all the time. <laughs> Get a mean face going. And then also make an appointment because I'm telling you, it's well worth it. All right. I'm going to tell you something else that just happened to me. At the top of the show, I need to reel you in with this fascinating information, okay? Because if the DMV wasn't good enough, this will really get you. This is going to hook you. Recently, for the second time in the... Re I'm going to say the second time in the last year, all right? The, the first time I experienced this phenomenon, phenomena, whatever you want to call it, Philomena, uh, the first time I experienced it was like a year ago, I think. And it scared the shit out of me. And it happened again last week. And it scared me once again. I'm referring to my dick being numb. But James, how is that even possible? Were you talking on it too much? On the contrary, my horribly annoying friend. I wasn't doing anything but just sitting down. And I guess the way I was sitting... I was like, I don't know if I wasn't sitting on it. I mean, I'm not that large, <laughs> despite what they all say. Oh. oh, James, that's not funny. We all know you're tiny. How, how would you possibly know that? It's all in the way you maneuver yourself. Really? Hm. So I guess uh, you've been keeping an eye on me. I wouldn't go this far as to say that. But yes, yes, I have. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my dick went numb. First time it happened was like a year ago. It scared the shit out of me. I stood up and I felt like, well, I couldn't feel it. <laughs> Just like when you're, when you're sleeping and you wake up, you know your arm's numb. And then once the blood starts flowing back in, it's all tingling, pins and needles and that shit. So yeah, I stood up and I can tell like, uh-oh, there's something wrong in my nether regions. <laughs> code red, code red, get someone quick. Yeah, I couldn't find my dick for, for a little while, and uh, it scared the hell out of me. And I was like, uh-oh, what, what, what's happening? This is not normal. It's not normal. And then I started feeling like the tingling, and that's like a weird fuck. It's a weird sensation in your arm. So imagine what it feels like uh, down below in my six inches of dangling fury. Seven when erect. Just putting it out there. <laughs> so yeah, it happened again the second time last week. Oh. It's nothing you want to experience ever again. And when it happens, it's a huge surprise. I don't even know how it happens. I couldn't tell you how I was sitting. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. James, does it have to do with the type of underwear you wear? Wait, James, do you wear underwear? Very cute. Yes, I wear underwear. I wear boxer briefs. I don't have the balls to go, no pun intended, to go full on. Tidy whitey, but I want to, I want to know that I'm supported somehow. <laughs> With boxers, I don't like it just going all over the place. I don't like it at all. I like it to be contained. That shit needs to be contained. All right, just warning you. So, anyways, uh, I recently was on Peterson's podcast. Peterson, son, son, and uh, I asked him and this other dude that were on the show, and they both have confirmed. The dick numbing has happened to them too. So I'm not alone. This epidemic 
needs to be solved. Uh, I don't know if I just need to be sitting with my legs really far apart, if that'll solve it. <laughs> I don't know if I got to drink more uh, protein shakes. I don't know what, what has to happen, but uh, maybe you can uh, help me with this one. I think it's just sitting on it weird. But like I said, it's only happened two times in my life, so uh, I don't sit like that too many times. All right, speaking of dick. Yes, James, I'm listening. <laughs> of course you are. James, what are you implying? Nothing. I recently also experienced something I am not too fond of, and that is I was in the bathroom, and let's just say it might have been the morning time, and I might have been a little uh, woody, if you know what I mean. Are you referring to your erection in the morning, James? Well, I guess you just got to go right out and uh, say it. But yes, you're right. So I was in the bathroom, and uh, the women out there, I don't know if you know this, but you may or may not have the thought that you cannot urinate when you have an erection. Uh, it's very difficult most of the time. The morning wood scenario is more forgiving. You can get some out. <laughs> and so uh, in the morning... I take my piss, and it just seemed like it wasn't really limping up like it like it should, like it normally does. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking rub one out real quick, get rid of this thing. So I start going for it, and I realize I'm not in the mood for this. <laughs> it's the weirdest feeling to be just going for it, and then you just you realize you have no interest in this, and uh. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say, I just, you know, I did, I did what every guy would do. And I just, I kept trucking. It's why well, I might as well got to finish now, but I just wasn't into it at all. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. James, you're getting very personal. I don't know if people are comfortable hearing this type of information. Well, this information is what I would refer to as dangerous. I don't, I don't think so, James. It's just, it's appalling. All right, you know what? Do you want to go put your goddamn nose in a corner? No, James, I don't. Then you will sit here and like every word I say. I normally do. I like how you're trying to butter me up. I got my eye on you. I hope so. Uh, uh, never mind. Okay, uh, you know what? Should we move on to something different? Would you be comfortable if we talk about putting stuff in your mouth? James, like... Like what stuff, James? I, I'm talking about root beer, of course. This week in root beer. Oh, James, I love this segment. No, you don't. Nobody does. That's the whole point. And if you do love it, it makes me not want to do it. So here's the root beer for this week. And uh, it's funny because I bought this six-pack at the store last week. And then Peterson wound up wound up having it at his place. And I had like four of them there. <laughs> but uh, tonight I'm featuring... Henry Weinhard's root beer. Someone, you know what? One of those girls, I think it was Peterson's wife, said that I, I say root beer. Do I do that? Have I done that before? I don't recall. It sounds like I might do something like that, but I, I can't be sure. Root beer? I do like that, by the way. <laughs> Henry Weinhard's root beer. This guy's, oh man, he looks fancy. He's got a, it's an old-timey photo, like 1800s, circa 1893, I'm going to guess. And he's got a little mustache and a beard going, hair combed to the side, parted nicely, salt and peppery. 
He's got a fancy little suit with a bow tie on. I like it. Ridgen recipe. Gourmet soda, it says. Drought or draft? Draft? Draft. I don't know. I, I never knew how to pronounce that word. Is it drought style head? A gourmet soda. Hand finished with natural and artificial flavors and only the finest and highest quality ingredients. That's Henry Weinhardt's root beer. Look at this guy. I do like this root beer. I enjoy it. The only thing I will say is it's a little too sweet for me. Just like me, James. Oh, boy. You are just getting more and more out of line every show. But I kind of like it. You do, James. All right, shut up. Don't get too carried away with yourself, right? Uh, yeah, Henry Weinhardt's Hoot Beer. I found this at Vons. I'd never seen it there before. I was never looking for it. But uh, nonetheless, I picked it up. And it's not bad. Like I said, a little too sweet for me. If you like sweet things, you'll like my little friend here. Oh, James. Or you'll like this root beer. Root beer. So far, out of all the root, root beers I've been uh, drinking on this show, I like uh, A&W, followed by IBC. Now, I know a lot of you out there are uh, turning your nose up at me. A&W? I know my buddy Bobbert is, because uh, he's a hater when it comes to A&W. But I have to admit, A&W is the tastiest one that I've had thus far. And I hope all of you realize the whole show I've been talking arrogantly on purpose. <laughs> this is not how I normally... Do you, do you like how I enunciate I? I, on the other hand, yeah. I just want you guys to hate me a little bit. Like, this fucking guy is so full of himself. And then I want you to keep listening because you hate me so much. Do you ever do that? Do you ever hate somebody, but you can't stop listening? That's what I'm hoping to get. I am hoping that. Anyway, this has been This Week in Fruit Beer. All right, let's go. Next up, Oscars. You know, I didn't do a show last week, so I know this might be old news, but I just want to tell you that I went five out of six for my Oscar picks, everybody. Isn't that exciting news? So I got Jared Leto, supporting actor. I got Kate Blanchett as best actress. Lupita Ngogogo for supporting actress. I uh, I predicted 12 Years a Slave for Best Picture. And I know I didn't say on the last show, but I, I uh, Facebooked it before the Oscars aired that I was uh, I forgot about Best Directing. And so I picked Gravity. And that one won also. The only one I fucking lost on was Best Actor. DiCaprio did not take it, which I previously stated he would. I didn't think he did Best per se. He wasn't the best actor in the category, but I thought they just would have given it to him because of all the talk. Like, oh, they're going to snub him again. I was like, you know what? They're just going to give it to him. <laughs> Stupid me. I should have known because Dallas Buyers Club has a lot to do with like with a bunch of gays and everyone knows that a bunch of gays are involved in Hollywood and the Oscars and the Academy and all that shit. So I should have known better. McConaughey did a fine job. Don't get me wrong. But uh, being a gay movie, not really a gay movie, but a lot of heavily, heavily involved in the gay community. I think an important movie for that time in history to shed light on. But, uh, you know, not taken away from the gays. Don't get on me about that stuff. All right. Who are you? Don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Is that how, is that how it goes? I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah, I think when you when you bet on Oscars, you got to bet gay. Because uh, Leto 
Leto. He won his uh, Best Supporting Actor for playing a super gay dude. You know, he was really good in that fucking movie. Obviously, James, he won the award. I guess you got a point there. <laughs> you're just stating the obvious. All right, you don't got to keep expanding on that, all right? I understand what you're saying. Why do I hate you so much? James, I don't know. I think we should... I think we should do some counseling. We're not doing any fucking counseling. My counseling is yelling at you. All right. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Leto, every, a lot of people were impressed with his acceptance speech. And you know what? I liked it too. Until a Mr. Peterson son, son. mentioned, and he, I, I have to agree with him, that because of the fact that he mentioned his band 30 Seconds to Mars in his, in his uh, acceptance award uh, speech, whatever you call it, it brought it to a whole level of douchiness that I, I didn't really, I didn't, you know, I just got lost in his eyes probably. That's just what happened. <laughs> a lot of women like that guy. A lot of women like him. Oh, he looks like Jesus though right now. I don't, I don't approve of that, but uh, good looking dude. Got to put a little more weight on. A little too skinny for me, but uh, yeah. Douchey nonetheless. All right. Uh, real quick before I close this thing out on Oscars. Ellen. The show overall was was uh, was pretty weak. Uh, yeah, I think you all hate on it anyway. But the thing with Ellen is, I'm not sure how I feel about her hosting it. She did make it. She did take away all that stuffiness factor. She made it everything. She made you laugh at everybody, and they, they all laugh at themselves, and not take the whole thing too seriously. I like that about it. But uh, also, I think what also hurt her was the same thing. Just like how she was just. Like off the cuff, just everything seemed like it was spontaneous, and uh, I don't know. It just a lot of a lot of the shit fell flat for me. It wasn't that funny. So, yeah, take that, Ellen. <laughs> no, nah, she's very likable, but uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how I felt about her hosting it. Anyway, let's get Billy Crystal back. <laughs> uh oh, one more thing. Sorry, the whole Oscar thing. Um, you know, showing. 12 Years a Slave and, and you know, the acceptance speeches up there. Oh, you know what that Lupita said? That her life has so much joy from, uh, oh shit, how's it go? <laughs> her life is filled with so much joy from the misery of that others had to go through. I, I fuck everything up. You're right about that, James. You know what? You're one more comment away from that fucking wall. You hear me? Yes, James. Look at me. Do you hear me? She said something like, uh, so many people had to go through, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to stop. But yeah, a lot of people had to hurt for her to be happy. So I was thinking about after that, I was like, huh, all right. And then looking at these dudes nominated, like, uh, what's his name? Michael uh, Fassbender. Fucking love that dude. So he was nominated and I was like, hmm, this dude got nominated and he was like screaming at blacks the whole movie <laughs> and beating them up. And I was thinking how weird it must be for a white man to be cast in a movie, especially, I think the director was a black guy. So imagine being in a movie about slavery. All the people you're working with, all the actors are black in the scene you're in. And the director is a black guy. And you got to be screaming nigger at them all day long and acting like you're beating them. How weird must that feel? Unless you can... Unless you can totally get into it for that reason. Like, oh my God, I'm getting paid for this. And it's just so absurd that I'm 
acting like I'm beating a black guy and screaming these racial slurs at him while the black guy's directing me. If you can like find the humor in that, which I can, but uh, for you to actually be that person, that's pretty wild. But just how fucking bad would you feel being Michael Fassbender <laughs> in those scenes? I don't know. Maybe they all get it, but there has to be some level of... Do you think they hate him a little bit? Like this fucking cracker. <laughs> and speaking of cracker, did you know cracker originates because they used to crack the whip on them? That's not really like a, a bad... If you get called a cracker if you're a white guy, that's not a bad thing, really. Oh, what? I beat black people? Ooh. <laughs> you know what I mean? The other ones are far more offensive. Like, uh, let's see. What was one? Fenderhead? That's the Red Asians. I really don't know why they call them that. Because their face is round like a fender. Is that how it goes? See, that's much more offensive than being called a cracker. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. All right, let's move on to something. Oh, how about let's move on to me? Oh, James. What? Oh, um, nothing. Thank you. Uh, I'm just wondering if I'm a great father or a bad father. I'm going to give you an asshole thought or not involving that exact scenario. But first, I'm going to try to get in your good graces by saying that tonight for dinner, my wife's at work, so I have the kids. Tonight for dinner, do you know what I made my kids? What'd you make them, James? I made them a salad. Just, just a salad, James? As a starter? What was the main course? No, that was the main course. It must have been some good salad, James. I'm sorry, am I, am I sensing some uh, sarcasm? Never, James, never. Okay, a little bit. It actually was a great salad. I made some oven-baked chicken. Beautifully seasoned with salt, pepper, and garlic powder. And I also, while that was in the oven, I got some spinach and some kale. Threw it into a big bowl. I even took the stems out. That's how I fucking roll when it comes to my salad making. I don't like these long stems. But James, that's probably where all the nutrients are. You're probably right. Talking mostly about the kale. That crunchy ass. I don't like it. I take it all out. The really hard shit. Excuse me. So, spinach, kale. Put into a big bowl. Chicken comes out. It's cooked perfectly. It's so soft and juicy. I chop that shit up, throw it in the bowl. Put some uh some organic. Yes, organic, organic, organic. Um, what do I get? <laughs> Balsamic vinaigrette, throw that shit in there, shake it up pretty good. Then I put, you know, I usually put like onions and all that shit too, but I didn't have any of that. So I put it all in the bowls. Then I sprinkle some croutons on the kids and myself. I'm not going to lie. Because of them though, I eat them because I normally don't, but uh, it gets them to eat their salad more. You know, you got to give them something. So some uh, little croutons and they also liked... Some sunflower seeds, 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 and they, they, you know what they do? They eat all the like the chicken and the and the they call them crunchies, and then all they got left is is kale and spinach. I don't want it, you know. But they eat like mostly more than half of it before they start doing that shit. Like, nah, nah, nah. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna eat all of it. So, I am a wonderful father. 
probably in their eyes, I'm not a good father because I had to make them eat that shit for dinner. But uh, it was a nice, healthy meal. But James, that's it? That's all they eat? Well, no. I also tell them. It was a, it was a big fucking salad. I also said, hey, if you finish all your salad, you'll get some dessert. <gasps> oh, dessert? So, James, what was for dessert? I thought you'd never ask. I give them each a small amount of chocolate milk and some cookies. Look at me, father of the year. They loved me. Now, here's the asshole thought or not right now. The asshole thought or not. Asshole thought or not. All right, asshole thought or not, I present you a scenario. Based on the scenario, you decide whether I am an asshole or not. Now, here we go. Uh, I had to give you the salad thing first so you can see how, how, what a great father I am. Now, here's the asshole thought or not question. Last week, I let my daughter, I let both of them, but my, my boy couldn't hang. He fell asleep. I let them both stay up late. They were supposed to go to bed. Okay, it was a school night. They should have been in bed around, they should be in bed at 7 o'clock. All right, let's be real here. But <laughs> the wife was at work. Uh, we were doing home, <clears throat> helped her with her homework, rode some bikes outside, the whole deal. It got late, had to make them dinner, it got even later, and uh, it winds up being like 8 something, like 8.30, and they should have been in bed, but I was like, you know what, I feel like relaxing now, and I felt bad because I told them that we'd relax and watch a movie earlier in the day, and then like, you know, and kids, dude, they love playing that shit. They'll forget all about it until it's bedtime. But you said we can watch a movie. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. So I go on my black market and I get, I uh, put on, because I don't own this movie, but I put on Back to the Future. This, the, these kids both fucking loved this movie. All right. To the point where it was like nine something. My wife gets home like around before 10. It was like 920. And I'm like, you guys, you guys have to go to bed now. Daddy, no, I can't. I have to see what happens. I have to see what happens. And she fucking sat next to me in this on the couch and didn't even move. And her eyes were like all bugged out watching in awe. And I was like, wow, this kid is totally fascinated by this movie. And it's almost 30 years old. You know? How many movies can you show a kid 30 years old and they're fascinated? There's not many. There are, you know, quite a few, but not many. And I especially love it that uh, that this movie meant so much to me as a kid, and and she has the same reaction to it. So, nevertheless, the asshole thought or not is, am I an asshole for letting my kids stay up till like ten thirty watching this movie? <laughs> it wound up being ten thirty by the time she got to bed. But uh, yeah, on a school night, I'm gonna say no. James, I think you are an asshole. Of course you'd say that. Any opportunity to get under my skin. No, James. That's not what I mean. All right. I know I'm going to regret this, but let's hear it. Let's hear it. Go ahead and elaborate on why I'm an asshole in this scenario. James, because your child requires sleep for school so she can be attention and, and learn stuff. If she's tired, she's not going to learn. It's only going to hurt her, James. All right. Anything else? Yes, as a matter of fact, you can watch the movie any other day. It doesn't have to be that night. 
the next day. No big deal. These are all valid points. It makes me hate you more because you do have valid points. But I'm going to say anyway, I overrule you because it's your show, James. That's right. It's my show. Despite all your points being valid and completely logical, I don't care. (laughs) I'm not an asshole on this one because it's pure awesomeness. All right. She got to stay up late, watch a cool fucking movie and be with her daddy. Look at this. I'm a hero on how many levels. All right. The next day, she probably told her friends all about it. I'm a hero once more. But I didn't do it for that benefit of her telling her friends. Okay. I didn't do it for that. I did it to spend time with my kid. I felt like watching the movie. Seemed like a good time to me. And so, uh, no asshole here, friends. Just pure awesomeness and wonderful parenting. I don't know, Jim. Ah, case closed. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of classic movies, I've been on a roll. I've been, I've been in like a total fucking 80s uh, movie kick recently. I'm talking about all the movies that we love, all right? I recently, in the last month, have showed my kids. Uh, I didn't show them the first Star Wars. I showed them Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. They fucking love them. Oh, on that note, one day I was tired as shit, and the wife was at work, and I needed to take a nap. And so I'm sure all you fathers out there know, are well, well aware about the TV babysitter. So I was on Netflix. I, I was like, I got to find something that's going to be entertaining for them for like at least an hour and a half. And I can just tap out and then wake up refreshed and we can go do something. And so I put on space balls. I'm like, nah, that should be entertaining. I, I fell asleep on the couch. And I'm not kidding. I woke up on my own. There was still like 10 more minutes in the movie. And they were they looked just like they were when I fucking went to sleep on the couch. They they were both sitting next to each other with their eyes bugged out and they didn't move <laughs> one inch. They loved that shit too. They loved it. Spaceballs, go figure. I don't remember if there's anything inappropriate in that movie. I hope there wasn't, but uh, they seem to have loved it. So I've, they've watched those two Star Wars movies, Spaceballs. We've watched all the Back to the Future movies. And today we started the final Indiana Jones. Well, not the final one, but should have been the final one. The Last Crusade. We started like the first half hour of that one. Then I had to put them to sleep. So uh, my point is they fucking love all these movies. And it, and it makes me so happy that they're digging it. And uh, I got to tell you, man, they don't make movies like this anymore. All right? They're, they're fucking Spielberg. He's, I realize why great, how great he is rewatching these things like 25, 30 years later. And they still hold up. And they're still fucking awesome. Goddamn. Just the just the sense of adventure and and the action and the and uh and uh, what's that goddamn word? Suspense. Like, dude, my my little daughter. I don't know how many fucking times watching these Spielberg movies, she'd be like, "Daddy, are they gonna make it? Are they gonna make it?" And it's like, I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. And then you know, of course, Indiana Jones always makes it, grabs his hat, and the whole deal. And it's always like, they made it, daddy, they made it, and they're so fucking happy. The sense of joy these things bring the kids. They fucking love them. And so do I. And uh, Jesus Christ, this sounds like a fancy that. I should have saved it. But oh well. Anyway. So uh, yeah. Watch uh, Indiana Jones and uh, Star Wars and uh, Back to the Future. All over again and relive your childhood such. So uh, like just like me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> All right, speaking of kids. Violent video games. My kids also have a love. Dude, my kid will tell me 
every once in a while, my little boy mostly. Daddy, play play the shooting game. He's referring to Call of Duty Black Ops. I yes, I only have the Black Ops, not part two. He wants me to play so he can watch me shoot the bad guys. You know, he roots for me. Like, get him, daddy, get him. And like he'll see someone running in the distance. And oh no, 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 that's your friend. That's your friend. Cause he because <laughs> his name is green. But if his name isn't red, it's a bad guy. Oh daddy, that's a bad guy. Shoot him. Oh, you missed him. You missed him. You know, he just loves fucking rooting for it. You know, looking, watching the bad guy get killed. But I'm wondering, like, is this, uh, this violence? Is it, is, this, should I be doing this? Should they be watching this at this young of a uh, young age? You know, I, it's probably going to hurt them. So I guess maybe I'm an asshole in the end. <laughs> the other one is, uh, the Batman, I think it's Arkham Asylum. It's pretty violent, but they love that shit too. They love watching uh, Batman fly around the city and shit was uh, gliding. Um, it's just great to see them like just in wonder and amazement watching these shit, watching these things. And they love, dude, who love, who loves watching other people play video games, <laughs> right? So it's cool because every, I don't do it all the time, but it's cool that uh, I get to have fun playing the game and they get to have fun watching me play and we're still sort of spending time together. So <laughs> it's a great area there. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's not good, but it doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it. <laughs> anyway, one more thing about violence. Guns. Uh, one day, Peterson, Peterson, son, son, posted this thing about this new gun that's out. It will only work if you're wearing the corresponding watch with it on your wrist. It's got to be in, like, in direct proximity to the gun for the, for the gun to work at all. So if you're not wearing the watch, the gun will not fire. All right, it's, but I, I hate this idea. James, you don't like safety? No, it's not about that. I have a gun. You do, James? You, you really do? I do. Want to see it? Open your mouth. Oh, James! <laughs> Just kidding. I have, a, I have a real gun. It's a handgun. It's in a case. The case is locked. The gun also has a lock through the trigger area. And it's, the case is in an area that the kids will, will never be able to get. All right? So, yes, it's entirely safe. Even if the kids found the case, even if they found the key to the case, they still would not be able to shoot that gun ever because of the lock uh, through the trigger, which is a combination lock that only my wife and I know. It wouldn't happen. So... You don't need this fucking fancy watch around your wrist, all right? You don't need it. It's worthless. What if someone breaks in your house? What if the zombie apocalypse comes out? <laughs> what, you can only use this gun if you're wearing that stupid watch? What if you're, like, in the middle of fighting somebody and the gun falls out of your hands and your wife could get it and shoot the other bad guy? But no, she can't use it because you've got the watch on. <laughs> but James... What if the same scenario presents itself so that the bad guy gets his hand on the gun? Well, sure. But here's rule number one when it comes to zombie apocalypse or home invasion. Don't get your fucking gun out of your hand. <laughs> Always have it in your hand. I don't like that fancy ass watch. What if something happens to the watch where it malfunctions? The gun's worthless. Then what? Huh? What if uh, the the thing in the transmitter in the gun fails? The gun's worthless. I don't like the whole thing. Stinks to me. 
you can be safe and you can uh, have a gun in the house with kids. Everybody will be fine. I'm saying, uh, you know, I'm not pro-gunner. I guess I am pro-gun. I'm not like a fucking nut, but I'm saying I think it's great if you have a gun. If you, and you know, use it safely. You never know what's going to happen. We've all watched The Walking Dead. You don't got to worry about the zombies more than the other humans around, all right? And they're going to go fucking crazy. I've said it before on another show. They're going to go nuts. People are going to turn into savages. They will kill you without hesitating. So protect you and your goddamn family. Get a gun or 10, all right? <laughs> I want to have one of each. I want to have, uh, right now I got a 9mm, um, just a pistol, I guess. And I want to get uh, a, a revolver. I want to get one of those fucking bad boys. And I want to get a shotgun. All right? That's what I want to do. Now you know. Maybe I'll take Daryl's fucking... Uh, maybe I'll get a... Uh, what the hell is that shit called? A crossbow. Yeah. Maybe I should get a crossbow. You never know. All right, enough about guns. Let's move over to axe. An axe, James? Nah, not a, not a literal axe. I'm talking about a guitar. I recently got to finally have my play date with Peterson. Son, son, son. And uh, the number two guy, I can't say his name, it's a big secret. <laughs> the uh, number two from the Netfiles podcast, uh, he plays drums with Peterson. Peterson is an accomplished bass player, he's very good. And so uh, I've been in the mood recently to play. A uh, bef- mm, couple weeks ago, I turned my, ele- my, my amp on, my electric. Turned my amp on. I got my electric guitar down off the wall and I started playing. And uh, I don't know, for some reason, I just got in the mood to make noise and, and play with a drummer. And I was like, wow, fucking Peterson and the other dude play all the time. I was like, you know, I should do it. This guy's a drummer. He's a bass player. I'm a guitar player. Oh, look at there. An equation for good times. So I hit him up. And then last week, and it was like downpouring or two weeks ago, sorry. And so uh, Peterson and number two are, are allergic to water, so we couldn't play. <laughs> now, Peterson's uh, garage got water in it, so he was scared that we would electrocute ourselves. Fag! But uh, so we got together this last weekend. And man, I have to tell you that it was a good fucking time. I went, I showed up. First, I presented Peterson son, son. with uh, his gift. I made him a Spider-Man. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. <laughs> craft <laughs> sounds gay no it doesn't James it sounds lovely <laughs> of course you would say that what are you implying James nothing so Peterson was talking about uh, putting some superhero themed art on his wall and like an asshole I jump in hey can I make you a superhero theme piece of art for your wall because <laughs> he's putting together a new studio and so he uh, he said I could do it so I do this shit with with craft uh, construction paper and I cut out shapes, and it's kind of like South Park style, and uh, you know, superhero shit. But you know, it's not too serious. It's, it's it's supposed to be like you know a fun thing to look at, nothing like crazy. But I made him a Spider-Man one, and I presented it to him. So hopefully, Peterson, I get to see that hanging in your wall someday in a new, brand new fancy pants studio. That would be a dream of mine, and I could die happy. So uh, yeah, I go in there and I unleash my coffin case, grab my guitar start setting up and I have to admit I got nervous in the beginning because I haven't played for a long fucking time I'm rusty as hell uh, I, I love playing guitar but the last fucking years five years I don't even know maybe longer 
it's been uh well I'll tell you what from doing this show i stopped playing like a whole lot and i was it's been like over two years so you know once in a while i'll pick up the acoustic but i kind of fell out of it still remember a lot of the shit i used to play though play though so uh i uh, had a bunch of ideas and so i was like all right well i have a, i have a good idea i just hope that my playing will be able to hold up because well you know you're in the fucking spotlight when it comes to playing with other people you can fuck up all you want when you're at home when it comes to playing with people you don't want to make too many mistakes you know you want to be on your shit so i was nervous so when we first when i plug in the other dude's setting up his drums and uh peterson's fucking around with the bass and i was like oh man i'm getting a little nervous here and then uh so we start playing and then you know i start getting comfortable and it turns out i could handle the pressure and i didn't do too bad i did a lot okay i'm gonna tell you this i wasn't great but in my head i did a lot better than i thought i was gonna do all right i don't know if that means anything to you but uh i thought it was gonna be worse like i thought i was gonna make a bunch of fucking mistakes i made mistakes but but it wasn't as bad but uh, it was cool and the funny thing is after we were done uh the drummer goes <laughs> he goes hey man you know i you know don't take this the wrong way you know no disrespect but i really wasn't expecting much out of today <laughs> and it was funny and he's like yeah i expected you know when when, uh, when he told me we we're gonna jam i was like well i guess you know i guess we can do that uh should be all right it should be whatever he goes but man i had a lot of fun damn that made me feel great i was like all right pass the test so uh it just felt great to get in their garage again and just to be making noise and you know playing with other people instead of doing this shit by yourself at home and uh, the, you can't beat that if you play an instrument you can't fucking beat it getting together with other people feeding off them you know the energy and then some people came over they're listening and uh you know they could have been lying but they said they liked what they heard so that was cool too the whole thing was fucking cool it was awesome so thanks peterson for allowing me to have that once again because uh I don't even know how I got the urge to do this again. I just grabbed my acoustic and plugged in and said, fuck, I want to get together. The only people I know that I actually like <laughs> and that are willing is Peterson and this guy. So I'm like, you know what? Great musicians, uh, friends. They play a lot. Fuck it. Let's do it. And while after we did it, I had another plan for uh, to raid Peterson's podcast. And we did that too. And so that's already out. It just came out today, I believe. And so you can listen to the Ned Files. If you'd like to hear me, if you can't get enough of hearing my bullshit, you can listen to uh, the Ned Files episode number 77. That just came out today, I believe. And uh, look at that. Cross promotions. Shins, shins. All right, nedfiles.com, iTunes. So uh, once again, I have to thank Peterson's wife, Lorinda, from, believe it or not, her own podcast for Sisters in a Bottle. Shout out to Lorinda. She made this killer fucking dinner. You guys, listen to this day, all right? I might sound like a fucking giddy schoolboy, but for reason. Go there, play for, I don't even know how long it was, like an hour and a half. Just fuck around with the music. After that, come out. Lorinda has a whole spread ready for us to eat, all right? A whole spread. Carne asada, tamales, beans, rice, tortillas. Uh, what else did she have? She had other stuff, but that's, that's all I had. And it was fucking delicious. Oh, and I must have had about four root beers. 
So, uh, Lorinda, thank you again. Shout out to Lorinda. Fucking awesome. Man. And then we did the podcast afterwards. What a great, wonderful day of marvelous activities. Can't beat that shit. You can't beat that day. So anytime you guys want to do that again, I'm there. So, uh, <laughs> oh, on, on uh, Peterson's podcast, I asked him about his darkness, if he has any darkness, because this motherfucker always makes fun of me. And uh, it's funny. I don't get mad at all. I think it's hilarious, actually, because of Lido. He started that shit. Um, I, do, I do have a really fucking deep, dark side to me. I don't know what it is. I think it's always been there. Uh, this I can summon this fucking rage if I wanted to, but there's something always... I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's some darkness in me all the time. I'm attracted to dark things. <laughs> I like Batman. I like the color black. Um, I like rock music, but not the, not the killer fucking rock. Not that evil shit. I don't like hip hop. It, it drives me nuts. Um, I like screaming in songs, but nothing too girly. You know, Foo Fighters are a good example. That kind of screaming. So yeah, I like... Uh, yeah, whatever. So they're always making fun of me about... Watching Coraline. I like Coraline, all right? <laughs> so Lido always without fail. Anything about darkness. Oh, it's not like Coraline. And so I asked Peterson if he had this darkness to him. Uh, he claims he didn't, but other people say he's full of rage also. But uh, I'm just curious if uh, a lot of people have darkness because that little get-together we had at Peterson's, um, most people didn't really, they said they didn't really have darkness to them. And uh, I don't know, for, for some reason, I had this idea that mostly everyone has like this darkness that inside them they can summon. Uh, I'm not saying you're going to kill somebody. Um, just, you know, this this dark place you can get to. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's not the case. <laughs> I might be a weirdo. But, uh, you know, it'd be funny and, and fun for me if you would email me. You never fucking email me. I don't know why this would be any different, but uh, the danger hour at yahoo.com, the danger hour at yahoo.com. Just message me, tell me that you have darkness, or say I don't have darkness. That would be fun. I bet I won't get any emails, and uh, nothing will be new, and that'll feel my new darkness of uh, non participation. Non participation darkness. But uh, <laughs> I would, I, I want to do a survey. I don't know who I'd ask or how I would do that, but uh, I just, I'm curious to know, you know, I'll just put a fucking post on facebook after this show's out who has darkness <laughs> anyway all right enough of that but once again thank you to peterson number two lorinda you guys are uh you guys are all right by me let's move on oh how about this everyone's favorite thing stranger danger thank you very much jim morrison that was lovely all right stranger danger is where I put together, I lump a whole bunch of shit together in one category. And they've really got nothing to do with each other besides the fact they might be strange and or weird. So here we go. Maybe not even that. Maybe I just uh, maybe I just don't know how to have a good segue. <laughs> Here's the first one. Everyone is pregnant right now. Can you believe that? But James, not everyone. Well, everyone in my life. If you're a woman and you're not old... You having you're having a baby right now. That's pretty much it. Not not really. There's like five people, mostly my wife's friends. Uh, they're all having babies, and they're all girls. You believe that? And so I think the Chinese baby gender calendar thing is onto something because they're all how are they all pregnant and they're all girls? 
Huh? They all got knocked up in the same the same time frame. Coincidence? I don't think so. So what I'm gathering from this is there's a whole new generation of girl babies that are going to take over. That's all I'm going to tell you. Speaking of girls, listen to this weird thing I just noticed today. You ever heard of, and I know Leto's going to be turning in his grave, Star Wars, uh, uh, was it the Clone Wars or something? It's like an animated thing. So there's like six, count them, six seasons on Netflix. And I put on the first one as an animated, I think I said it already, an animated thing, uh, 30 minute episodes. And so uh, my son, he, he digs them. We're watching it today. And it's the first episode. And there's this alien type chick. And she's like an evil Sith person. I think that's what they call evil Jedis. <laughs> I'm learning as I go, people. So, uh. She has like two lightsabers on that shit, right? She's like evil. She has like no hair. She's got like this uh, lizard looking face. She's real nasty looking, but she's got tits. And I was just thinking like, wait a second. Now that I think about it, why in all these sci-fi shows, animated or live action, movies even, how come the girls, the females of other alien species always have tits? Why is that? They're not mammals. The, is whatever they are, they got to feed their young with breast milk? I don't think so. Like this chick on the Star Wars show. She looked like a, she looked gross. She looked nothing, I mean, she looked like a human type form, but she was like a lizard type woman. And uh, it's like, come on, you wouldn't have any tits. Get the hell out of here. A lot of these uh, alien creatures, I think, come on. Why would they even, I bet a lot of them don't even have male and female. They're probably just, Right? asexual type things so hey hollywood stop that stop making these weird alien girls with tits all right it's not working for me no more i'm on to you all right next up we got here this is not really weird or strange as much as uh, it is interesting maybe scary there's this spritz optimal recognition point i think it's an app which uh, claims you can read up to 500 words a minute there's this thing i forget where i saw it Maybe it was the Facebooks. So you can look at a, like a demonstration and it tells you, it just flashes like words real fast. And because one letter is red or something, like it makes your brain pick up the word even faster. Something like that. I don't remember. And so you could, it it flashes the words and you can go up to 500 a minute. It was kind of hard for the 500 for me, but it'll start like at a hundred per minute and then 200 and 300 and 500. Um, you can do it, and it's pretty fucking crazy that you can read that much, and it claims you can retain all the information you read, and you can understand it, because my problem is when I'm reading something, I'm reading it, and I'm thinking about other shit with my ADD kicks in, and then it's like, I'm done with the paragraph, and it's like, well, what, what was that? What did I just read? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that might help people, <clears throat> but it says you can read a novel in 90 minutes. When I read that, I was like, wait a second. Don't you read novels for like the joy of reading the novel? Do you really want to speed through it? My wife goes, maybe you want to do that if you had to do it for school. I was like, well, I guess you have a point. That would make like homework fucking easy, right? You just, you know, over the spring break, read this book. It's like, oh, fuck. And you had this spritz optimal recognition point thing. You can do that shit quick. You're done. But I mean, if you enjoy reading, it's kind of dumb. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you want from me? I guess it is weird. It's a weird thing. 
it's the future. All right, next up I have, uh, oh boy, there's this video. I guess I'll try to post it. Every time I tell you I'll post a video on the website, facebook.com slash thedangerhour. I never do because I always forget. And that's pretty much it. I just forget. I get sidetracked. My ADD kicks in again. And uh, well, you know, what do you want from me? So this is video. This happened years ago. I guess a tiger escaped from a zoo or something. And they were searching for it in India. And there's a bunch of dudes on elephants walking around. That's right. Indian elephants. They're uh, walking through these like fields. And it's like fields of like this tall grass. Looks like wetlands, you know, I don't know. Maybe not. But uh, so they're looking around and the camera's panning left and right. And suddenly this fucking tiger just starts running from out of nowhere. You know, it's this tall grass. You've never even seen him. And he takes like a few steps and he, or uh, steps, a few, uh, what do you call that shit when they run? <laughs> Strides. Yeah, we'll go with that one. And then he jumps all the way up to the top of the elephant's head and either the camera guy like you know is is startled and he moves the camera he either clauses the guy's hand or bites it somehow and then he like disappears back into like the tall grass and he's gone and the guy's all bloody it's fucking crazy so yeah i i, I posted that video on the facebook on my personal page with the caption of places i'm never going the ocean you all know that story and now india I'm not going anywhere. But James, who's to say there's going to be a vicious, loose tiger anywhere you visit in India? I'm not taking that chance, all right? Not to mention I heard it's infested with rats. Rats and tigers, no thank you. Next and finally. Short one this time, huh? I just thought this was funny. I guess it's weird or strange. But uh, apparently in the past, I don't think it was that long ago. England had this law uh, where it was illegal to commit, sorry, yeah, illegal to commit suicide. (laughs) And if attempted and not successful, the punishment was death. (laughs) That's kind of fucking cool in a way because it's like, if you're going to do it, you better make sure you do it because we're going to finish a job. All right. You want to fuck around like that? Uh, we're not going to fuck around like that. We're going to just end you. <laughs> All right. No cries for help. None of that shit. All right. You're done. We find out you tried. We're going to help you finish a job. Uh, yeah, that's actually all I have this week for Stranger Danger. Not much, but hey, it was something. Just like I tell all the women in my life, not much, but it was something. <laughs> All right, and uh, now I think I'm just going to wrap this up. I think it's been long enough. Uh, let me start closing this shit out, all right? And as always, I start that with the fancy pants. Fancy time. I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's... I fancy that. Fancy, fancy. All right, here we go. I fancy that. It's where I tell you about something positive in the world, okay? There's a whole lot of negative all the time. There's not too many positive things, so I will give you something positive now. I fancy something called suspended coffee. James, suspended coffee? Was the coffee a bad student? Oh my god, that was a horrible fucking joke. I thought you liked horrible jokes. You're right, I do. So, I don't mind it.
Suspended coffee is, it originated in Naples, Italy. Italy? Is it Italy? Italy. Uh, it basically is, well, I guess uh, I'll be more dramatic about it. So this guy, these two men walked into a, a coffee shop. They ordered their coffees. They stepped aside and waited for it to be done. And while they're waiting, they saw a group of three doctors walked in. The three doctors order seven coffees. Sorry, it was four doctors. <laughs> that doesn't matter. Four doctors order seven coffees. They say four, whatever, and three suspended. And the, the men waiting there were a little confused. And he said, and one said to the other, what does suspended coffee mean? And the other guy, he's even more dramatic than me. He goes, just wait and see. And so, yeah, the doctors say, yeah, four, uh, four coffees and three suspended. So they walk away. They wait for their coffee to be done. And a little while later, you know, two other people walk up, order their coffees, step aside. A little while later, another guy walks up. He goes, do you have any suspended coffees? And they said, yes, we do. And so he takes one of those. Basically, you pay in advance for a person in the future to get a cup of coffee and they just get, go in there and they get it for free. They're supposed to be less fortunate, like poor people, you know? And uh, I don't know why poor people would like crave coffee so, <laughs> enough to go in there and ask for free coffee. I don't fucking know. Maybe it's just your, you know, I don't know why you'd go into it. If you're down in your luck, why you would go buying coffee anyway? Why you go into a coffee shop? <laughs> so it's basically just for freeloaders. Anyways, I still fancy it. It's a nice thing. You know, uh, yeah. You go in there, you pay for a. I'll pay for. A, let me get a, a suspended coffee also. That's a nice little thing. Next thing you know, this. I'm gonna imagine this hot chick walks in there. You know, down on her luck. She probably just got raped, and so she's feeling bad, and she'd be like, oh "My God, I was just raped." You know, it would make me feel so much better if someone left a suspended coffee for me. And the guy's like, the priest is like, "Well, you're in luck. This handsome podcasting guy." Just left one for this particular situation. So there you go. I helped a raped woman. All thanks to suspended coffee. Look at that. So suspended coffee, or one might say paying it forward, or one might even call it pending coffee. I fancy that. <laughs> I think they said it's spreading to the U.S. and you might see that coming up soon. Uh, sorry, I only give you one. I usually give you two, but I don't, I'm not too very happy about too many things this time, of, this time of week. So let's move on to the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the fuck you moment. And here we go. Fuck you. Oh yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. I got to come clean. I got a confession to make. I have like nothing this week. <laughs> And I know I haven't done a show for two weeks, but uh, I the last two weeks I don't have anything that I'm I'm angry about to say fuck you to. Nothing new anyway. The same old shit that you've heard before. So I'm just gonna recycle the one I used on Peterson's show. You know, if you don't like it, then I don't give a fuck. What are you gonna do? Nothing. What? Stop listening? Oh wow! Please. Well, okay, don't do that. Just keep listening, because you might. Miss something important? Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight tone. All right. Fuck it. 
Uh, it, it's not even a good one. I'm going to be even more honest with you. It's not a very good one. And I'm sorry, but uh, this is what it is. So fuck you to this guy I know. Not going to say who it is. He's not a very close friend. Um, I don't care about him at all. <laughs> Let's say I know him via social media. And uh, I only wanted to be friends with him or agree to the friendship that he asked for based on a possible hookup. Let's just go with that. Possible hookup. I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll be friends. Uh, I, knew him, I knew him in my past and stopped. Never actually. It doesn't fucking matter. The point is, this guy I don't really know or care about is a business guy somehow uh, that could interest me at times. <laughs> and his girlfriend is this Asian chick, attractive Asian girl. And she's like a model, always in these, always on these magazine covers. And uh, they're always, or not even covers, but she, you know, they have her like posing on cars and shit like that. And she has like, you know, a set of implants in her breast area, her general breast area. <laughs> and they're of uh, they're significant size. And I guess, I guess guys my age or younger, or even older, um, are into that sort of thing. You don't say, James. I wasn't referring to you. James, what are you implying? Nothing. The circle over there on the wall is looking right mighty fine about now. I'm sorry, James. So, uh, this chick is always in provocative poses in very revealing, very, very revealing clothing. And our tits popping out that shit. And this guy's always, like, posting about it, encouraging, hey, check, my, check out my girl, look at her. It's like, come on, dude. I don't like it. It seems awkward to me. Uh, if my woman was a model, I would not be... First of all, I wouldn't like that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that's what it came down to. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be posting about it on Facebook, trying to get people to look at it. <laughs> it's just weird. Look at my girl. Look at her. Look at her. It's awkward. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm a fucking weirdo. I don't like it. Uh, it just seems uncomfortable. I don't know. It's uncomfortable for me. For, I mean, for him. I, I'm not uncomfortable looking at the photos. <laughs> but it's like, come on, dude. This is your girl. What are you, what are you doing? Why do you, why you uh, gallivant? You know, it's like, hey, look. It's like if your girl dressed uh, provocatively and you're, and you're just, you grab her hand and you just walk her in the room. Everyone look at my girlfriend. Look at her. Just look at her. Everyone look. It's fucking weird. I don't like it. Rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, damn it. So uh, I might be a prude in this area, which uh, I'm not in a whole lot of areas, but maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you think it's fine. But James, maybe he's just trying to get the word out about his girlfriend so she can get possible more job opportunities in the future and get her word spread out. Well, something's going to get spread out, but it sure ain't going to be a word. <laughs> What are you saying, James? Nothing. No, I get what you're saying. I understand that. But still, I don't like it. And hey, this is my fucking moment, not yours. All right? But James, I'm just trying to do what you do and play devil's advocate. Oh, go fuck yourself. Don't try to be like me. All right? No good will come of it. Be yourself. Audio slave said it best. Be yourself is all that you can be. Or is all, all that you can do. Be yourself. Be yourself.
yourself is all that you can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he said. It's all you can do. So, please. Just follow Chris Cornell's words. And uh, you guy showing your girlfriend off with no shame or remorse. And actually, you're proud of yourself. I want to say to you, sir. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. We're done. And it's over. I did it. It's over an hour. Who knew I could have pulled that off? Um, my guests tonight uh, are nobody. James, I'm nobody. You are nobody. To me, you are fucking nobody. You understand me? I don't care how much you say on this show. I don't care about any of your opinions, how much sense you make, or how may how many times you might be right. You still don't mean a fucking thing to me. And I really don't like anything about you. The way you look, your company, the sound of your voice, none of it appeals to me at all. Oh, James, I know you're just fooling around. See you next time. Oh, it's never going to end. It's never going to end. All right. And uh, as always, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next time. As always, stay dangerous, my friends. Later. Later.